Jesus. Thank you. Welcome, Summit Nation, friends, guests. Welcome. Let's see. Uh, see who's online. Let's see if Pe Peggy Williams is awake. Uh, <laughs> she's in D.C. right now. Amen. But uh, she left her offering. No. <laughs> No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought about the church I grew up, grew up in. The pastor would say uh, he would announce who was out of town, and he would lift up the envelope. He said, "But they," and he, he'd have the envelope actually in the uh, pulpit with him. And he said, "But but they left their tithe." <laughs> Amen. So uh, anyway, and we've come a long way. We can give online. And all kind of ways to give, and just let me, um, I just watched myself do what I just did. Just a little, little brief delay, all right? So welcome, everybody. Let's see who's uh, joining us online. Because of the snowstorm we have in Fort Wayne, people are in their houses and, and uh, can't get out of the driveway <laughs> and stuff, so... No, we didn't have a snowstorm, but it snowed. I think people kind of looked, peep, peeped out from, from under the covers like, oh, I think I'll stay in today. <laughs> Amen. That wasn't a word of knowledge. That's just human nature. Praise God. All right. So good morning. We got uh, people who are here who are online. <laughs> and we got, hey, Brenda and Evelyn. I saw Evelyn here, but she's online too. Praise God. And... Uh, Shatan's here and online. Okay, praise, praise the Lord. Deb Deborah Lane, good morning, good morning, Dawn, Michelle. Who else we got here? Jack, Jack, Jack Rabbit. What's up, Jack? Okay, there's Peggy. Okay, she's up. She said she was going to set her alarm. Okay, and uh, all right, I'm off of that. And uh, I tell you what, mm, mm, mm. I'm going to pray. Because I really believe that things are going to happen as I minister the word. They always do, not because of me, but because of the power of the word of God. You know, miracles come by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, the faith of Jesus that he put on the inside of you is actually his faith. will rise up on the inside of you as I minister the word t today. He that uh, does miracles among you, he who supplies the Spirit and does miracles among you. Galatians says, does he do it by the works of the law? No, but by the hearing, the hearing, the hearing of faith. Amen. Amen. The word of God is going forth. I'm telling you what, and fear is going to leave people. I mean, just going to fall off people who have been bound by fear. I want you to lock into this word. You don't have to try to do anything. Just sit and hear. In the ministry of Jesus, it was said that uh, people came to hear and be healed of their diseases. But first, some, some disclaimers, just in case this gets lost in the message, okay? I want to share some things. Um, I, I want to share today about fear. 
and uh, I could call it fear be gone, fear not, all right? But um, I want to say, and, and I'm, I'm dealing with fear as it relates to the uh, pandemic that we're in and all the bad news that's going on throughout the news media and the airwaves and, and um, a lot of the things that we're hearing, the bad news can cause fear and has caused fear and worry in the lives of people. And so I want you to hear my heart today and know that, um, and, and these disclaimers are, are from a pastor's heart, okay? And this message is not to lecture anybody, to scold somebody, make somebody feel bad. Um, it, it's not even trying to, well, when I say correct, there will be some correction, but it, it will be loving correction because God's correction, you know how God corrects? Not by whooping us into shape, but by the, by the, the gentle, uh, the gentleness of the Holy Spirit by his word. He corrects us gently with his word. Amen. The, my friend uh, Connie Witter calls it the, the sweet sound of correction. And uh, hey, if correction is needed, then go ahead and receive it. And it's always, God's correction is always to take us to a higher place. All right? And let me just say this. None of us are walking in this word 100%. My job is to point you to God's best. And um, so I have respect for uh, COVID. I have a res respect for the crisis that we're in. And listen, let me tell you something. I, I know of somebody who lost a wife, okay, because of COVID. I'm not up here saying it's not real, okay. Um, and... I've filled in for a pastor. I've got friends who have had it. I've filled in for a pastor for two weeks who he and his wife had the virus. So I'm not up here saying it's not real. It, it's, it's real. I have respect for it. Okay. But what I'm not doing is playing movies in my head <laughs> about what could happen, what might happen, my family could get it and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I want to show you what to do about the fear, okay? Because the fear is out there like a virus. Okay, and um, before I get too far, let me finish my disclaimers, all right? Um, so... I do have respect for the, for the virus, and I'm not talking about showing some kind of bravado. Like, I'm not afraid. Kind of You know, bravado is different from being brave. Being brave is being bold and courageous, all right? And the reason why we can be bold and courageous is because the Lord is with us. Amen? What bravado is is some showy kind of boldness trying to impress somebody. 
That's what bravado is. So I'm not talking about that, just going out there. I'm not afraid. You've got no basis, no, I mean, it's not connected to the covenant. It's not connected to grace. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. You're just, you're just going out there, going, I ain't afraid. Daggone it. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. All right. My disclaimers, okay. And um, I'm, because I'm going to say some bold things. And, um, and then for somebody who would say, well, pastor, uh, you wouldn't say that kind of stuff if it happened to you. Well, you don't know me very well. Uh, I could be in the hospital and I'll preach the same thing if I caught the thing. Again, nobody walking in the gospel 100%. But we got to be bold and say what God says. We need to shoot for the fence. I mean, we, we need to shoot for God's best. Amen? Amen? And so what if I caught it? So what? That doesn't change the word. It doesn't change this. See, the mistake people make is they bring the word of God down to human experience. Never bring the word of God down to the level of human experience. And this, this message has to do with, uh, I'm specifically focusing on um, attacking this COVID, attacking this fear, all right? But it applies to anything, anything in your life, any opposition that you're faced with. Amen. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is the way. Amen. I'm going to show you the way today. The way is Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so it, it, it's not just COVID, but any sickness or disease, any opposition that you're facing. See, no weapon. It didn't say the weapon wouldn't be formed, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I see now I'm not going to be able to finish this today. But never bring the word of God down to the level of human experience. See, Healing is not true because people get healed. People get healed because healing is true. See, don't bring the word down to the level of human experience. Well, everybody's healed, so now healing must be true because everybody's healed. And if somebody's sick, 5, 10, 15 people are sick in the church, that means healing is not true. No, it means 5, 10, 15 people are sick. It doesn't change the word of God. Well, pastor, you preaching and then you're sick. It didn't change the, doesn't change the word of God. Healing is not true because I get healed or not. You get healed or not. Amen. People get healed because healing is true. And we need to grab a hold of what God, God's word says. All right. And listen, I'm a pastor. I I've have been and am standing with people. Standing with someone, I guess right I should say someone right now, uh, who has COVID now. I've Carla and I both have stood with people in our own church that's had COVID. And I want to, to say, uh, just giving God all the praise, 
that everybody has come through it. Amen. Had some challenges and some challenges, challenging times and things going on in their body, but they all got through it because of Jesus. Amen. Because they, they've kept, they kept their eyes on Jesus. Amen. It's going to be all right, church. And um, any, anybody who doesn't have the virus right now, let's give God thanks for keeping us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you had it, thank him for, for bringing you out of it. Hallelujah. Look at you now. Amen. Glory to God. All right, am I through with my disclaimers? Okay, here's two things that the enemy, I like what, what, what Carla said. The enemy wants to get us, our focus off of Jesus. And here's a couple of things that I see during these um, things that are going on in the world, including COVID and all the racial division and all the mess that's going on. Uh, there's two things the enemy is trying to get us into. And I dealt with one of these, and the other one I'm, I'm going to deal with today is one of them is pride. Once people get into, to get into pride. Another thing he wants to get us into is fear. Because the devil is all about them things. Pride, accusing people of stuff. And uh, let me talk to the church body for a moment. I'm not everybody's pastor, but I'm somebody's pastor. <laughs> so let me speak to Summit Nation. Y'all know I love you. And uh, I declare that Summit Church is pride-free and humble. We are not prideful. We are humble, and we are not afraid. We are bold and courageous because we know the Lord is is with us, and we trust him. Yes. All right. <laughs> with that in mind, let's dive right in. Praise God. Y'all ready? Yes. We're dealing with fear. Fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Yeah. Job had a lot of bad stuff happening to him. We're not going to get into all of that. And um, you hear a lot of times in funerals, people say, well, the Lord has given, quoting Job, and the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. Well, that's, that's not true. Okay. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. But if you read chapter one, it's clear that it wasn't the Lord that took away. It's true that the Lord gives, but the Lord does not take away. The Lord does not take anybody out of here through death. Now, that's a whole nother message. But what I want you to see is all you got to do is read the first chapter of Job, and you will understand that it wasn't the Lord that stole from Job and reaped havoc in his life and killed. It was the enemy. And it happened, and God didn't have anything to do with it. Now, this is, not, this is not the new covenant that we live in. Okay, this is back in the Old Testament. And um, so 
we have a better covenant here in this new covenant. Okay? And Job actually didn't live under a covenant, so to speak. There's no mention of the law or anything. It's a very old book. It, it predates Moses. Okay, it's a very, very old ancient book. Yet there are, are principles were at work like you can open the door in your life to bad stuff through fear. We find right here why the bad stuff, the catastrophes, the calamities, all the mess happened in Job's life. In verse 25, it says, for the thing that I fear come upon me, comes upon me. One translation says, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. Anything you greatly fear can come into your life. And what's happening with people is um, our spiritual immune system is down or compromised. You can build up your spiritual immune system with the word of God. Proverbs says, my son, attend to my word, incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear to my sayings. Attend. I could spend a whole hour on this. What are you attending to? Are you attending to the news? Are you become? If you become an expert in, uh, you 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 become a master of Google. You know everything about the disease. You know how it spreads. You uh, you 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 know all about the mask. Do you know as much? about the word as you do that other stuff that's being fed to you from, from the news? How much time are you spending with that versus the time that you're spending attending to his word? Inclining your ear to his sayings. Let, it, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. See, stuff like this, Psalm 91, this is not, just, this is not religious encouragement. This is covenant, man, I'm talking about. We need to lay a hold of this stuff. I've been living in Psalm 91. I'm not trying to give you a law to do, but I'm just, but me, I've been living in Psalm 91. And I'm going to go over it yet again because I'm learning more and more stuff. More and more uh, uh, juice is coming out of that. Amen. The more I squeeze it, the more juice is coming out and getting on the inside of me. And I'm telling you what, I've been doing it through these daily confessions that we do every day. Some of y'all sleep on that. But... I encourage you, don't sleep on these daily confessions we're doing because we keep doing Some people get tired of it. Oh, pastor's just going over Psalm 91 again. That news keep coming at you. 100,000 people died. More people died today than, than any other day since the pandemic started. 
They, they don't get tired. Huh? How many times you say, well, I got some water. I had this last week. Give me something else. I want soda pop this week. I want, I mean, water. You just drink it. You drink it yesterday. You drink it today. You drink it tomorrow. Huh? You're like, I'm tired of water. Forget this water. Daggone it. Give me something new. I ain't got nothing new. <laughs> Psalm 91, that's what you get. Come on with me with confessions, but I'm doing something. This, it, it ain't nothing. I want to encourage y'all. Come and join me. You're getting in front, front of that camera every day. It's not for me. I've already done Psalm 91. I come on and do it with you. I don't have to brush my teeth every day, but it's a good idea. Huh? Well, Psalm 91. There we go again. See? But when that TV come on, they talk about that virus. I'm going to take my time just let some stuff sink in. You know, in the 14th and 15th century, um, it's amazing the technology that they have today. In the 14th and 15th century, they had over in Europe the bubonic, 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 bubonic plague. I get tongue-tied with that, but I got it out there. So there it is. You know that, and they, they had some other plagues, and it wiped out whole cities. Worse than this. I mean, wiped out whole cities. But you know, recently they've exhumed bodies of people who died from those plagues. Because of modern technology, they're able to examine the bones and determine the cause of death. You know what they found? That more than 50% of the people that died in those plagues died not of the plague, but of the fear of the disease. The fear of the disease produced symptoms in their body. And they actually died not from the disease, but because of the fear. And I'm telling you now, the enemy has very strategically just released a flood of fear into the earth. He's doing it through the news media, and it's spreading. It's a virus of fear. And I'm convinced. Now, if, now I'm, I'm going to point you to the word today, but there are psychologists and scientists that, that have researched this stuff. Do you know that worry can cause sickness? Your fear, you think, <laughs> you think you're going to lock yourself up? Again, I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers, but, but you, you can lock yourself up in a, in a house. It's not going to stop it. Your fear will bring it to you Amen. without being around anybody else. Sad story about Marvin Gaye. 
Marvin Gaye in the latter part of his life was paranoid, fearful, so much so that when he sent out for a hot dog or something, this is before DoorDash, he'd have people bring him his food in his house. He lived in his house with his father and his mother, and he would have somebody to go get his food. When they came back, he would examine it. Because he had a fear that somebody wanted to kill him, and he, he wouldn't hardly go anywhere. He would lock himself up in the house. And you know what? Fear brought death to his house. His own father shot him, threw the gun out in the, on the yard, and sat down and waited for the police to come. Here he's thinking he's keeping himself from death. And I'm going to show you that really what's behind this, this fear at the root of it is the fear of death. People are afraid of death. But the good news is that the, the, the new covenant, it covers all of that. Jesus, grace, it covers all of this stuff. It's reason to be excited. Thank you, Lord. When the immune system, now I want you to think about your spiritual immune system. Is it weak? Is, is it malnourished? When the immune system collapses or is compromised, you open yourself up to disease. The news media often lowers your spiritual immune system by perpetuating fear on a grand scale. They talk about what could happen. They don't know. Well, everything could be shut down. Everything. We'd be back in our houses and economic collapse. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. They talk about well, what could be. Hmm. The news media often lowers your spiritual immune system because they're not telling you, hey, don't be afraid. How many of you, <laughs> how many of you ever turn on the news and say, don't be afraid, fear not, the Lord is with you? Oh, that's what I'm doing. See, so this, don't discount this, act like this is nothing, and that's something. But see, faith comes by hearing. Faith for anything comes by hearing. If you keep hearing stuff, you treat it like it's the truth. Oh, that's the truth, because they said, I read this on Google, and guess what? Let me tell you, y'all ain't no expert. You saw something on Google, and you people just choose to believe whatever they read. Ten people say the same thing, and then, oh, it must be true, because those ten people uh, said the same thing. You know what? The majority ain't always right. Oh, man, I was about to say something, but I'm not. <laughs> Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Fear breaks down. Say breaks down. Breaks See, look, there's not a lot of people focusing on this right here. That's why I'm going to drill down. I should have let that sink in a little bit about when they examine them bones. Think about that. Wait a minute, I, I got off that too. Do you, more than 50% of the people who died in that plague didn't, didn't die from the plague. 
They died from the fear of it. The fear caused symptoms. The fear caused symptoms. Let that sink in for a minute. I'm going to say something now. Glory to God. Well, let me say this in case I didn't. Fear breaks down all immunity and opens the door to sickness and disease, allowing it to enter the body. Fear. Check out how many times in the Bible it says fear not. It's actually a command. Fear not. Sometimes when the angels presented themselves to people, what's the first thing they said? Don't be afraid. Fear not. There's a reason God doesn't want us to fear. See, when you're, when you're fearing, you're not trusting. And I'm going to give you the antidote. Amen. The antidote to fear. Somebody just, somebody's waiting for the vaccines. I'm going to give you a vaccine to shoot into you. Huh? See? So, thank you, Lord. You know what's worse than, than COVID? The fear of it. I'm convinced that fear of COVID is worse than COVID itself. Hmm. And, 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 and I'm, I'm good with building up your natural immune system. Thank God I've got a wife who knows about that kind of stuff. and I, I, I juice and, and I do what I can uh, for my physical immune system. But if you don't take care of the spiritual immune system, the ultimate protection, the other stuff not going to work. Fear breaks down all immunity and opens the door to sickness and disease, allowing it to enter the body. Hmm. Here's the antidote to fear, the ultimate protection. And that's love. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in what? Love. But perfect love casts out fear. Now, perfect love is not our love. Our love is not perfect. Our, our love on a graph goes like this. It's different levels all the time. The only love that's perfect is God's love. And when we receive, oh, thank you, Jesus. When we receive how much God loves us, just, let's just think about it. Let's just contemplate right now about it. Let's just take a deep breath and soak in his love. You're helping your immune system right now. Thank you, Jesus. Receive his love. And guess what? There's no fear in that. When you depend on the Father's perfect love for you, there's no fear in love. Perfect love, what does it do? 
That's pretty strong. It casts out fear. When you absorb and receive the love that the Father has for you, fear goes out the door. When you receive, my Father's love for me is perfect. Fear has to do with punishment. For whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Thank you, Jesus. It's like, um, see, and that's, that's the gospel. That's the good news. It's like pr protective clothing. Like if you walk outside right now with your underwear on, and, uh, man, it's cold. But what you do, you put some clothes on, and you put a coat on, right? And now all of a sudden you feel better. It's, it's, you've got a protective covering on. Well, we'll look, at, look at the gospel like that. Put on the gospel. God's love embracing us. See, we, we, find, we find refuge in the shadow of the Almighty. Look at Psalm 91. Let's, let's dive into that. He who dwells, man, that word dwell, my goodness. You can spend some time with that. He who dwells. I mean, dwells, it means to, to sit down, actually, in the in the shelter. We're sheltered. I mean, just saw just this verse one itself. We sit down in the shelter of the most high. We'll abide. We'll live in the shadow of the Almighty. That word El Almighty, you know what that is? That's El Shaddai. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Say, I dwell. In the, in the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ooh, my goodness. The gospel. When we put on the gospel, the good news of God's love embracing you, you will live in a state of life at every level. And this life that the Bible talks about is Zoe. It's life as God has it. Absolute life. As Jesus is, so are we. See, when we put on, when we embrace God's love, this gospel, you'll live in a state of Zoe, life, at every level. You won't have a doomsday mentality. See, see, fear is greater than this disease, the fear of the disease. All you got to do is go to the grocery store and try to get some toilet paper. <laughs> What's going on? Is there a hurricane coming? Is there a snowstorm? 
coming? I took a picture the other day. Empty. That's fear. Man, grabbing stuff off the shelf. Fear leaves you wide open to whoever or whatever is coming against you. Fear creates images in your mind of a doomsday. See, when you imagine bad stuff, you are attracting the thing that you fear. When you fear bad stuff happening to you, you, in your imagination, when you play movies in your mind about the worst that can happen, you're attracting the thing that you fear. When we fear, we give a pass to anything that wants to come against us. We're giving fear a passport. <laughs> fear also produces in us things that aren't really there. Thank you, Lord. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And really, the shelter, one translation says, the secret place of the Most High is actually in Christ. That's the secret place. We are in Christ Jesus. Say, I am in Christ Jesus. Say, I abide in the shadow of El Shaddai. Check this out. Almighty El Shaddai, it translates to mean that God is to us like a nursing mother. One translation says, and I learned this in Bible school, he's the breasty one, the nourisher, the strength giver, the satisfier. He is the God who's more than enough. That's whose shelter you're in. He holds us close to himself. He's the breasty one. I'm going to read this again. God is to us like a nursing mother. He holds us close. I'm teaching here. I'm going very methodically, but I want y'all to get a hold. I want y'all to absorb this because I tell you what, free, fear is leaving people right now. If you want to be free, you can be free. This word is penetrating. It's going through the cameras right now. Thank you, Jesus. He holds us close. Picture the father just embracing you right now, holding you close like a nursing mother. He's our nourishment. He's our protection. He's our strength. <laughs> Lean on him. Lean into him. He's always there. He never leaves you. <laughs> under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow refers to 
a custom of time, a custom of that time, when a, where a traveler would be taken in and cared for by a stranger when in need on their journey. Now listen to this. Um, now this is foreign to us in the 21st century. It's, it's, it's going to sound crazy. But back in that day, see the Bible is basically and was originally written to an Eastern mind. It's an Eastern book. And so there are a lot of customs that are Eastern in nature. And this is one of them. This, this um, When there was a traveler in that time on a journey, um, now this is, this is a custom of how people in the East treated a stranger when they were traveling. If you are a traveler in the desert and you had nowhere to go, no place to eat, nightfall is coming, there's no hotels, you're hungry, you need some, some place to stay for the night. So what you would do, there would be tents, people living in tents in the, in the desert. And you go to the nearest tent, and what you would do, according to this custom, is you would hold on to the tent rope. You wouldn't even knock on the tent. You'd just hold on to the rope. And just holding on to the tent rope told the people inside that you're a traveler, you're a stranger, with no place to go. Just holding that rope tells that the owner of the tent all of that. So in that day, people looked at it like you've been sent from God as a gift. And they were to care for that person as if they were God himself. Check this out. They would, and I want you to let me know if you would do this. But this was the culture of the day. They would take you into the tent and, and see, this is covenant language. See, the Bible is really a covenant book. And people in the West, we really don't understand covenant. We un the closest we thing we've got to it is contract. I taught this when I was in Haiti in the Bible school. I, I, I'm really stirred up as I was studying this, I'm stirred up to teach on blood covenant again. But boy, I tell you what, once you understand, uh, th 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 this, this was told me in, uh, uh, this was taught in Bible school and uh, one of the instructors, in fact, uh, Doc Horton, my friend David Horton's uh, father who's with the Lord right now, he said, if you can ever understand blood covenant, you'll know that it is impossible for God to do anything other than what he said in his word. And see, this, 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 is, this is covenant right here. And so this tent owner would take you into the tent if you're this traveling stranger. And any food he had was yours. See, in a covenant, everything you have belongs to the person you're in covenant with. Everything they have belongs to you. I really want to teach covenant now. Like two, two people come into a covenant, and, and one of the reasons why people would get in a covenant because of strengths and weaknesses. Like one person is a farmer, another person is a hunter. And one person can farm, but he can't hunt. He needed something, something you know, that the, that the hunter could provide, that he'd go and catch something 
and bring it in, catch a deer or whatever. But he can't farm. The hunter, he can't farm. So they go into a covenant. And see, so when, when the hunter and the farmer come into a covenant, everything that that farmer had belongs to the hunter. Everything that the hunter had belongs to the farmer. So the hunter has benefit of the farm. The farmer has benefit of everything that the hunter takes in. That's a simple lesson in covenant. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, man, sookie, sookie now. We're in covenant with Jesus. We brought him nothing. <laughs> we brought nothing to the table, but he chose to have covenant with us, and everything that he has belongs to us as Jesus is. So am I in, the, in this world. Everything that Jesus has belongs to you and me. Glory to God. We are in covenant with Jesus. All things are yours in Christ Jesus. We sit down in Christ. And we, I I'm not even finished with this shelter thing, man. And I'm out of time. How is that? But I, I'm, I'm going to keep going now. See, they counted my introduction, my disclaimer. See, you, you got to take that off the clock. <laughs> okay. So, so you got it. So when the owner takes this person in, any food that he has is yours. If you're the stranger, you're going to be fed tonight, even if that means your host goes hungry. Because they, they, they treat you as a gift from God, that God sent you. They, they're treating you like God himself. So they're going to treat you like royalty and you're going to sleep in a bed tonight, even if your host has to sleep on the floor, including his family. How many of y'all, when y'all got somebody coming in, even, even your own family members, you ain't going to put them in, your, in the master bedroom. Well, we got a couch over there. Uh, see, we don't know nothing about this kind of stuff. Thank you, Lord. Um, yeah, you get the bed, you get the food. Should you be followed by enemies running from people who, trying to, who are even trying to kill you? At this point, even when your host don't even know your name, he's become your protector and will protect you with his own life. In, in, in that day, see, this custom was, was deeply ingrained into the people. You were never a stranger. You're welcome into any and every tent. And you never be asked when you're going to leave. You, you had them people, people like, okay, uh, now you've been here for a month. Try to help somebody out, give them a place to stay. Now, <laughs> huh? No, you, you're welcome to stay as long as you wish. When you came into that tent and when you came under the protection and provision of that owner, you came under the shadow of their roof. That's what's behind the meaning of this word. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Huh? Thank you, Lord. Uh, 
when it was said, it was an ugly story about these men who was in the, in the days of Lot, and uh, these these men were really wicked. I mean, you think this stuff is wicked now? I mean, these folk, these men, they want to have sex with the angels, you know. So so Lot took them in, and here's here's what it said: When Lot took these angels into his house, behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you to do to them as you please. I mean, that's that's deep. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. See? That's, what the, that's what's behind this, coming under the, uh, the shelter. The shelter of the Most High. I might have said shadow before, but I meant shelter. Okay, so watch this. Watch this. You've been taken under the shadow of under the shadow of the almighty and and, and 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 under his shelter thank you jesus you've been taken into the home of almighty god your protector and keeper el shaddai when you come under the shelter and under the and under the shadow of the almighty you're treated as royalty you're protected with no questions asked. <laughs> See, I am is my refuge. Verse 2, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I'm not trying to trust him. I trust him. So I'm going to leave my house unafraid. Because I trust him. Whew. Say, I am is my refuge. Say, I have come to the ultimate protection. God himself. Now, I don't mean any disrespect. But you know the little symbols of the virus, little emojis? I saw a, a picture of like outside and all these little emojis, the pictures of the virus, like if you could see them floating all over the place. And, 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 and it said like, would you go out if you could see this? Well, they're gone. <laughs> if you could see the stuff that's out there, uh, there's, uh, there's other stuff floating around there you can't see. Huh? I mean, what's the point? I'm not afraid of that. Oh. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It promotes all oh, that. I mean, what if you can see the ger there's germs floating around here right now? They're floating around here right now. Would you leave if you could see them? What, what are you going to do? They're, they're, they're always, they will, will always be. What, what you gonna, so, so what are you going to do? I wish you could see. I, I almost, I came really close to get somebody to, to give me, uh, draw me something with angels all around. Would you leave the house if you saw this? We having the same spirit of faith. According as what is written, what is spoken, we believe some at church, we believe 
and we have spoken. I believe and I speak. We speak what we believe. There's angels that's been given charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Keep us, keep that virus away from us. Glory to God. We've got the spirit of faith that believes and speaks that God watches over us. Glory to God. We walk on serpents and scorpions and COVID and over all the power of the enemy. We shall not be afraid of the terror by night. We shall not be afraid of the arrow that flies by day. We shall not be afraid of the pestilence that the COVID that walks in the darkness is out there floating around. I ain't afraid of it. And I want to keep you out here the rest of the day. I do. I really do. I really want to, man, I, I, I see now I can't finish this, but listen to this. We're under his shadow. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I'm under his shelter. I don't plead for it. I don't work for it. I just rest in it. We just say thank you. We leave the house and we say thank you. That's the picture I got in my mind. That's what I've got playing in my mind. Whatever you feed on, the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. If you keep feeding on that bad news, I'm telling you what's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to bring me all the research. I don't want to hear it. You're not an expert or they have you on TV. I'd rather be an expert in this word. I don't know everything, but thank God for what I do know. I've been saying Psalm 91, so I, I know the effect that it'll have on you. I, it's like it's in my pores. I can almost see Psalm 91 coming out of my fingertips. I'm being as serious as I can be. I am not kidding. I respect the virus. I respect God more. If I'm going to be afraid of this thing, man, I might, might as well close this church up. I might as well pack my bag. What in the world am I going to tell you? Because everybody put your mask on and let's just, bear, you know, we'll start preaching when this thing's over. Because what can we do? Let's just, let's just stay at home. I'll stay home like y'all. I choose to face this thing with not bravado, not trying to impress, not, not going out here with no information, inside information, inside the word of God, knowing what Jesus did for me on the cross. I'm going out here acting like the work's finished. I'm, I'm going out here, I, I can't help but to act like it's finished. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all ready for a little more? My goodness, just, I'm going to keep teaching. <laughs> Glory to God. Indianapolis, y'all might have to sign off when y'all need to get out of the building or whatever, but I don't know. Uh, it's just 1130. Just a couple more things. Goodness. Surely. Okay, where are we at? Um, 
Verse, we're still in verse 2. <laughs> I will say of the Lord, my refuge and my fortress in whom I will trust, for he will, he might deliver you. He will deliver you. So act like it. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. I'm going to help you when, when you feel like you don't, well, I don't have that kind of faith. Come back next week. I, 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 I'm going to help you. Oh, my goodness. Come back next week. I can't finish this today. But he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions. That's another word, word for feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. It's the second time he used that word refuge. I love this. Watch this. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. <laughs> See, we're, we're, we're under his wing. What does it mean to be under his wings? Leave the house knowing you're under his wings. Under the wings of God, we find refu our refuge and our shield. Listen, he stands between you and the crisis. No matter what it is, he stands between. Jesus stands between you and COVID. All the I am's in the old covenant culminate or find their um, come to a head in Jesus. In Revelation 1.17, this is not in your notes, but you can write this down. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not. Here's why. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is why we don't need to be afraid. Fear not. I am the first and the last. Jesus is, is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He has the final word in every situation. And he says you win. He stands between you and the COVID. Who does? I am. And we are one in union with I am. God in me, I in him. We are perfect in one. Is Jesus afraid of COVID? So am I not afraid in this world. I'm preaching here. All fear leads back to the one true fear, which is the fear of death. Jesus entered oneness with us and overcame death. Hebrews 2.15 says, And delivered all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. See, that's really what people are afraid of, death. That's what's at the root of all this COVID stuff. What people are afraid of is death. But the good news is, I am became one with us. He conquered death. He overcame death. 
Jesus stands between us and death. Between you and your fears. The I am has already dealt with anything that would come against us. His faithfulness shall be our shield. We have a, we have a covenant with God. He made a covenant with us. And in this covenant, he is our protector. It's not that he won't go back on his covenant promise. He can't. Oh, y'all missed that. It's not that he won't go back on his promise to protect you. He can't. Mm. He can't. Because in, in a covenant, you, you, can't, you can't violate your word. And God would never, God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He watches over his word to perform it. He confirms his word with signs following. He will take care of you. I want to come back to this next week, but let me just talk about this. Let me just, I said I would cover this next week, but I'm going to just lay this on you and let you meditate on this. His faithfulness is our, is a shield. His faithfulness, not your faith. Mm. On the inside of you, we'll look at this um, next week. Galatians 2.20, we live by the faith of the Son of God. You don't, don't, don't even be concerned about your faith. Focus on his faithfulness. Faithfulness. <laughs> oh, man, are y'all ready for this? Faithfulness is God having faith. To do what he said. See, when you look at it like that, like when you're facing a storm, when you're facing a giant or whatever you're facing, don't look at it like, do I have faith? Ask yourself, does Jesus have faith? And just rest in his faith. <laughs> oh, man, just rest in his faith. That'll hit you about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus has faith. That's all I need to know. I like, I, that's right. He says, I'm good. Jesus has faith. I'm just, I just rest in his faith. See Jesus when you walk out the house. He's the I am that stands between you and what's facing you. No matter what it is. Glory to God. Let's give him praise right now. Thank him for freedom. Oh, Pastor, I wish I could believe that. Look, stop. His faithfulness. I'm not trying to psych you out. This is it's not. It's, it's how you see things. Just keep feeding on it. And keep feeding on it. it, it this is God having faith. 
that he will do what he said. And I just rest in his faith. <laughs> Thank you for freedom, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for every person that's listening, watching, that's having real issues, real challenges, real situations. Some people who have even tested positive, people worried and fear. Thank you that you've given us your word. We trust in you, Lord. I want to read a scripture to you that the Spirit of God is um, quickening to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 56, verse 3, when I am afraid, it tells us what to do. I put my trust in you. It's not, simp it's not difficult. It's simple. It's simple. The devil will try to make it complicated. Got to go through all these steps. Just trust him. Rely on his faithfulness. What does his faithfulness do? It's a shield. And a buffer. Thank you for freedom, Lord. I trust you. Let it come out of your mouth that I will not be afraid. Understand what the enemy's trying to do. I'm building up my immune, my spiritual immune system. That's what we're doing right now. We're just focusing on, on what God said. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My challenge is to you is to saturate yourself. I know you got all the information. You got all the data about the natural. What if you spent that kind of time in Psalm 91? Letting words come out of your mouth. We're not making light of this, this COVID pandemic, we're making much of Jesus. We're making much of Jesus. I'm here to shout it from the housetop. I only get you one day, one day a week. Hopefully we can get you more during the week. And... and Lock in here with us. Understand as, as your pastor, if I'm your pastor, there's a reason why I'm, I'm on daily during the week while, while we're on speaking the word. 
it is affected. We are building up our immune system. Mm. 